Dear Madam Butchers Ghali, the ambassadors of great nations who are here, my natural people, brothers and sisters, greetings from Lakota country, from my elders and spiritual interpreters. From them, I bring this message. Mankind, humanity has gone haywire. Lands and peoples are in turmoil and in chaos throughout the world. Madness is everywhere. The United Nations is constantly in disagreement. One nation accuses another. War is imminent, never ceasing. In the United States, the most successful industrialized nation in the world continues to argue over trade, over money and wealth. Driven by greed, they continue to be, to dig deep into the bowels of our sacred life giver, our first and only mother, the earth who bore us all. All my relations, listen to us, the natural peoples. It is said, in the beginning, there was a stone. And from this stone came the energy that we see in the sky, that we call the sun. The stone who bore this, we call her Wia because we call the sun we and the stone Ia. Wea is woman. It is said that in the first world we lived in a spirit world. In the second world we were the Wahut Koyate, the root nation people. In the third world we were the Wahutopa, the four-legged people. And today in this fourth world we exist as Wahutnupa the two-legged peoples. We live in the waters, on the surface of our lands, and in the skies as Wahunupa. There are many things that we can talk about which will take more time than the time that we are allowed here this afternoon. I will, however, give a brief description of who we are as Lakota before I mention some of the prophecies. If you look up into the sky at night, you'll see seven stars, a constellation, that appear as the great, the big deep dipper. These are the seven brothers of the Lakota, Dakota, Nakota nations. I am a Titua, which is only one of that star. He's our father, that one particular star of the seven. To the east, of our seven, the seven brothers are the seven sisters who became stars and became a constellation from a sacred place called the Chesapa or the Black Hills. They gave us seven laws to live by and they gave us seven sites around the Black Hills each with its own rituals and ceremonies. The seven laws are very important to us. And as I talk about them, you'll understand why. 
Other nations, other peoples and civilizations have similar laws, but sometimes they don't live by those laws. Law number one, to carry the welfare of the people in your heart means to be generous and to share and to give. Number two, to have pity and compassion for all things that move. Number three, to have respect and to show your respect by honoring them. Number four, to have a great mind, meaning also to be patient and to be tolerant. Number five, to seek humility, to be humble at all times. Number six, to be brave and courageous, to have fortitude and to, and to have principles and live by them. Number seven, woksape, wisdom, to have understanding of those laws and live by them every single moment of your lives. This is what guides us. We don't see that throughout the world. In fact, we see the opposites of all of these in the world around us. Accumulation of wealth, greed, Hatred, an eye for an eye. Disrespect and kill and destroy what don't ag agree with you. Impetuous, you think you do things with your mind rather than with your heart. We have all have egos and arrogance. There are man-made laws which says you are guilty. You are innocent until found guilty. Lack of truth. Lack of understanding. This is the direct result of misunderstanding. And the things that I mention touch every facet of our lives. To talk and to go into the prophecies, the visions and dreams would take a long time. So I'll just give a brief synopsis, a summary of all of these. I'll say it in Lakota first so that for those of you who study this might understand what I'm saying. When the eighth star appears, when that eight star appears, life is changing. Life as we know it and the civilization that we know it is changing. That star is coming. You will see uncommon events. You will see those things that are different than what you generalist see. 
as unnatural events meets the real, unreal, and the impure ways, we will begin to see this change. Each of these, I can go into greater detail, but to give you an idea of what life is and how life is destroying us. When two men try to create life, it doesn't happen. And when two women try to create life, it can't happen. Life is meant to be created between a husband and wife. Taku hechetu kte shnishka ichetu hantaya. When those things that are not supposed to happen begin to happen, I mentioned about what things has happened around this world when positive become positive, when negative becomes negative, when evil becomes evil, meets evil. Nothing, never anything good. Daku memela wakahena Daku memela wakahena Umanchetke kahomani hantana when those sacred circles spin in reverse, this is when we begin to see times in a, in a different way. The sacred earth which moves shows themselves in a different manner. These are only some of the real profound messages that has been said hundreds and hundreds of years ago by our spiritual interpreters. Another one. Wiyanki dohan cheapi hantana otehikelo. Wichoni ewekiginankinktelo. When the women cry, it is difficult and unbearable. I will give my life. Earth Mother alone will survive and live. When the earth cries, the mothers cry. Nations cry. The, thing, the green things that have roots and the animals cry. All thing which moves and lives cry. The sacred hoop of life and understanding, they say, is broken. But it is also said in a great vision that in this generation, the seventh generation, since it is broken at Wounded Knee in 1890, we will mend it. Help us, the good people. When you help us to live, you help yourself and life around you. Help us to live. 
Go ahead. I'm happy to see you all here. I'm an elderly, as you see, and as a mother, and as a grandmother, and as a great-grandmother. First of all, I want to thank to each and every one of you that made it possible for me to be here. As a mother, I come here with tears in my eyes because, as I say, I'm a mother and a grandmother, great-grandmother. Because of Mother Earth, I've, I've been around for three, oh, a little over three quarters of a year, a century, I meant. And I've seen a lot of changes in this time. I've had great uncles and my father that talked to me since I was very little. These are the only prophecies that I know that was handed down to them through their grandfathers way back. And they always told that um, in the future, there were really bad things coming. And you will live to see it, I was told. And I'm afraid I have been around too long now. I've been seeing a lot of changes, not only in our people, but our environment. When I was a little girl, I grew up in a country home. I went to a country school, too. In that time, we had our well. It was a clean water. We had no electricity and no plumbing in the house. My folks took care of the water, that we, the, our well. They made sure that we didn't waste that water. My father said, this is your life. The water is your life. Don't waste it. Don't play with it. Take care of it. And we lived in a wooded area. There's pine trees. It was a beautiful place. And he told us, too, about the wood. He even watched the wood, the kinds of wood that we should use for firewood, the kinds of wood we should preserve. These things I was told since I was very little. And as I say, our environment, as I said, I've seen a lot of trees been cut that are green trees and our reserve where I am from. I am from the Rosebud Reservation. And uh, the trees are being cut, especially around this time. Long ago, the elders, they, my folks, the, what they did was they started to prepare for winter early, even as early as June. They started to get their firewood ready for that coming winter. Everything they prepared, they dried food, they were ready. When the time came, they had plenty. Now, are the new generations that are up now around, they, um, they don't do these things. There's big changes. No one has a garden anymore like we did. We used 
our vegetables all year long because we had a root cellar. My mother was a very, uh, really busy woman, always doing these things, and she had us doing helping her, and I try to keep that up, up to like just a few years back because the, we have the weather changed so bad that things don't grow like they used to anymore. That's one of our environmental change that I've seen. Things are not the same anymore. And I, I truly say that I am not a bit happy that I am still around to see this. Because not only the environment, but our young ones have changed too. I see them day in, day out. And I think, I think sometimes I'm around strangers. Because these children are different from what I've seen when I was growing up. They, I think we have lost respect. Respect was a thing that we were taught, I was taught, to have respect for yourself, your family, your home, the environment, and these are all gone. The towns, the villages that we have back there are not the same anymore. It makes me cry to see all this. Well, in that time when my uncles, my great uncles, as I, as I said, told me, they told me that um, we have lost our religion. It was taken away from us. And I remembered when I was about three or four years old, my folks took me to a ceremony. And it was a ceremonial horse dance. And something happened there when people were all prepared to have this ceremony. Something happened and then I don't remember. And later my mom told me that the government had sent police over and all the participants were arrested. And after that, this may be in the teens, 1912, somewhere around there. And from that time on, everything went underground and our religion just left too. So, however, some people practiced underground and the thing that, the only thing clinging hope that I have now is that our young people are trying to come back. Some of them are doing everything else they can to come back and get their religion back because they know now that without that, we cannot survive. If we go back to it and use it the way we're supposed to, all these things will become in a better way and our environment, everything will change. But my uncles, my great uncles, and when they told me things, it wasn't that way. They say the whites, the non-Indians that came here, the strangers that came here are wiring us up. And when we're all wired up, we will extinguish. We will not be around anymore.
there is another nationality from another country, another island, he said, they said. He is the color of our skin. He will rule this country. And we hope that your children will not be around then because it's not going to be the same. Therefore, what he meant, what they meant was the electricity, the wires that are all around. And every day I sit there and there are more wires coming around underground, all around us, transmission lines all around there. And I sit there and look. I have this fear. This is one of the things that I heard way back there that just uh, have fear in me. That's why today I'm here with tears in my eyes for my grandchildren and all little children. Therefore, when this drum was brought in here, I too sign my name on it and help us and yourselves so we may live longer on this planet. My name is Overlooking Horse. My Lakota name is Horseman. I am keeper of the white buffalo calf pipe of the great Lakota nation. We are the caretakers and the guardians of the heart of North America, also known as Turtle Island. We have lived since the time of creation around the sacred Black Hills, our ancestral homeland, and the heart of everything that is. Ancient ones say that less than 500 years ago, life was so abundant here that flocks of birds would blot out the sun. It took four days for one buffalo herd to pass. Where is that abundancy of life today? Where is the buffalo? Where is the eagle? We have prophecies that have related to the future of our Mother Earth. Through generations, these prophecies have been maintained courageously and accurately. Now we are in a critical stage of our spiritual, moral, and technolo technological development as nations. All life is precariously balanced. We must remember that all things on Mother Earth have a spirit and are intricately related. The Lakota prophecy of mending of the sacred hoop of all nations has begun. May we find in the ancient wisdom of indigenous nations the spirit, the courage to mend and to heal our Mother Earth. After Mother Earth was created, a great race took place around the sacred Black Hills in an area called the racetrack. The race was between the two-legged and the four-legged. The two-legged won over the four-legged ones. From that time on, we used the buffalo for food, shelter, and clothing. Our first people 
Wedapte Oyate, the Buffalo Nation. The spirit of the Buffalo has always been within our people. The Buffalo face the wind no matter what the weather is. The status of the Buffalo reflects the status of the Lakota people. A century ago, the Buffalo was almost extinct, as were our people and our way of life. A century ago, it has been told that from that time on, we would be eating something similar to the buffalo. However, they would put their rear ends to the wind. That is why now, today, things are kind of backwards. <laughs> the prophecy tells us that the spirit of the buffalo will return, and so will our values and our traditional way of life. Another prophecy which has great significance for us in the story of the, the great flood, which came to this sacred island long before the contact. A flood was sent to purify Mother Earth, and our people were residing in the area we know now as Pipestone, Minnesota. This sacred stone represents the blood of our ancestors. It was some time after the flood that the sacred pipe was brought to our people by a beautiful being, a spirit woman, who we now refer to as the white buffalo calf woman. She instructed our people in the sacred ceremonies and how to live in balance with life. The bowl of the sacred pipe is made of Iyansha, or the red stone, pipestone of Mother Earth. And it also represents the female. The stem of the pipe is made of wood and represents the tree of life and the male. The tree of life represents the root of our ancestors. As the tree grows, so does the spirit of our people. The only time that the pipe is put together to use is when we are in prayer. Today, there is so much abuse and misuse that is happening. The prophecy tells us that the sacred pipestone is now turning white. This will continue as long as our people are misusing and abusing the sacred pipestone and our traditional way of life. It must be remembered that pipestone is a limited resource. As a limited resource, it must be protected and used in a respectful manner and used only for sacred ceremonies as prescribed and instructed by the white buffalo calf woman. We must discontinue the commercialization and the sale of pipestone for non-sacred items. Pipestone must not be used as a tourist attraction in here in America. Our spirituality is not for sale. The final prophecy I want to relate to you is that the dreams and the visions of the people will return. We must go back and humble ourselves at the original sacred place. So during this time, we see the sacred hoop of our people mending. 
The dreams and the prophecies of our nations are coming true. The Great Spirit made everything upon Mother Earth. We are part of the cycle of life where there is no beginning and there is no end. May peace be with you all. Mitaku Uyase. <laughs>